Episode 2. We actually did an episode 2. I didn't really like it. I deleted it. <laughs> I thought it was good too. What yeah. like, good too? I deleted it. Yeah. I didn't think it was good. And so now it's, it's lost forever. Yeah, on my computer. <laughs> We started a podcast last year at the end of it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and the first episode was about babies and McDonald's. It was good. It's a typical I like. episode for podcasts. <laughs> so we're going to talk about babies and McDonald's. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yep. Today we'll talk about girl, uh, the elderly and Taco Bell. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, those would be good. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so I, re- I went back and I listened to the podcast, and one of the things that we had talked about, uh, I think, is relevant for the new year. Very relevant. And that is fasting. Yes. What do you think about fasting? Before you answer, let's let's preface what we just there's a lot of definitions and meanings out there about fasting. We have worldly fasting, which is typically done for health reasons. Yeah. Then we have I would say church fasting corporate corporate fasting and then we have like biblical fasting so what are your thoughts on fasting um i don't have studies but i would have to just guess and i feel like probably 90 ish or plus 90 plus percentage of fasting is religious tradition and meaning that it's done out of doing something to get something from God. And here's the deal. Every spiritual blessing has already been given to us. Amen. Hey, yo, that's really good news. Very good. Um, And so there's nothing that we should be trying to get something from God for. That's for sure. Right. So it's just ultimately is just a lot of things are done out of and out of that tradition to try to manipulate or try to make a transaction with God. Um, and he's already done an amazing transaction for us. We get beauty for ashes. We get life for death. Uh, we get so many things through the cross and through Jesus. And so what other transaction would you really be trying to do here? Mostly it's about trying to feel better about ourselves is that I'm going to get really cleaned up. I'm going to prove to God that I'm really worthy, I'm really special, and I'm going to f- starve myself for three weeks. Um, that's generally, like, that's not how we're saying it, of course, but that's generally what we're trying to do with fasting. Um, 
also it's a hot button little issue right now obviously you can listen to this whenever but the we're recording this on january 8th 2024 and it's very sus very suspicious that all churches pretty much feel called by god to do a corporate fast in january they all do very similar to how um most non-believers or pre-christians or pagans whatever word you want to choose are in the gym in January. Um, why? Because they look back on the year and they're trying to do better than they did last year. And we're not, we're doing the same thing. We're performance driven Christians, you know, whenever we're starting to do getting heavy into the fast. Um, so am I trying to talk you out of doing your fast? Um, not particularly. Uh, if you want to do it and God's called you to it, I bless it. But I also would say like, Listen, think about this. What is your heart? What's your heart posture? Why are you jumping into this fast? Yeah. So although I pretty much agree with Daniel, I am going to, I like to, I like to see all sides of things. So I'm going to flip it for a second and just give a couple positives for fasting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. There are. Um, Yeah, plenty of positives. So like we said at the beginning, the world might fast for health reasons. And that might include us, of course, as believers, we might fast for health reasons. And there's a million positive health reasons to fast, health reasons to fast. I mean, like people have been, um, cancer has been, has been eliminated in people's bodies after they fasted for a certain period of time. Google it. That Google it. YouTube. It's really, really cool. I mean, just so cool. The toxins leave your body and all that stuff. So. Fasting is super amazing, and God has given us yeah. the tool of fasting. Yeah. However, when it comes to, then that's why when Daniel's like, assess why you are fasting, it's important to note, because truly, if we are fasting to get something from God, um, he says, if you lack wisdom, ask for it. He told David, this is Old Testament. We're not. We're talking Old Testament here. You do. When David took, Bash, took another man's wife. Yeah. And he said, I don't know. I don't know if it was God who said it, or if it was Jonathan who said it to him. I think it was God who said it to David. But if you needed something, why didn't you just ask? And if that wasn't enough, just ask for more. And he didn't say if you need needed something, if you wanted something, why didn't you just fast? Of course, David fasted. We know that, but he didn't say that in that moment, right? And so it goes to show us that there's multiple situations and reasons why you would and wouldn't fast, and that's why it's so important to take, um, take a, what's it called? You take take. Inventory. Take inventory. Examine. Examine your heart. Because why are you doing it? Are you doing it because everyone else is doing it? Are you doing it because corporately the church, everyone's doing it? Because I think a lot of people, especially when we've had conversations, people are fasting just because everyone else is doing it. That's the thing to do. It's a fad, like bell bottoms or something. Also, uh, traditionally, the fast will be like, hey, this is a time. That we're going to spend dedicating or focus shipping. We're going to focus on reading the word and we're going to be in prayer and we're going to be, you know, just spending time with God. 
And that's really weird because I thought that's what we have always been doing. That that's the normal Christian life. Right. I thought Christians do that all the time. Yeah. Do we not? Christ without sin. Do we just do, do we just pretend to be Christians for two or three weeks during a fast and then go back? I mean, because the things that like you give up and the things that you focus on during a fast, it sounds like that should be your normal life. And if it's something where it's like, hey, I'm going to give up, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to give up sweets or whatever. It's like, well, you probably know you probably shouldn't be having that many sweets anyways, regardless. And I'm going to spend more time reading and praying. Like those are things you should be doing all the time. Because what happens when your fast ends? What happens to your reading and praying time that you basically uh, exchanged for sweets? Right. You're just going to go back to sweets and you're going to, and then your reading and praying time is also going to be eliminated. I I realize and understand that from the leader's standpoint, from a pulpit standpoint, that they're probably trying to encourage people to do the fast so that they will create healthy habits so that they would never have to, uh, so that they would always now have the praying and reading um and worshiping in the in their life as a lifestyle which is yes what we should be doing and so from a leader, but if you're not already doing those things um you know obviously he ate there's like studies of like oh after 21 days of doing something that's ironic uh we'll do a 21 day fast uh will will have creating a habit and a force love not out of yeah. desire but out yeah. of duty and obligation i will have created a new habit which which is this is the, this is the point for us we really don't like duty and obligation yeah there's times we sacrifice absolutely and we are very aware aware of sacrificing for each other for our family for people for friends we're aware of that but when it comes to duty and obligation we have seen far too many church leaders who suffer from anxiety and depression because they're making choices out of duty and obligation. And all of you are thinking, of course they are. It's a job. Exactly. Exactly. And it's that's a problem. Yeah. And that's why we're all ministers. That's why we all can minister and we should be. And what are we ministering? We're minister we are ministers of we are reconciling people back to God. Mm-hmm. And that is a believer's full mission is to help and reconcile people back to God. That is not just for the pulpit. That's not just for someone who has a title at a church who gets paid to be, to be there. Look, we've got a lot of pastoral youth pastor friends, okay? We have a lot. And, and the thing that saddens us is to see them in bondage. And, and it's sad because uh, and not just leadership, but we all fall into this trying, um, like doing things out of duty and obligation. Someone says, hey, do you like to volunteer at this thing? There's on one side of the token, you know, it's good to sacrifice uh, for the lo- for love and to help people out and help your friends, help the church. But on the other side, a, I, a lot of people will do it out of obligation, and then they're going to complain about it because they didn't really want to do it. And that is the problem, and I do not think God is pleased with that because God wants us to be cheerful givers. So, well, I'm scared. So are you doing your fast out of cheerfulness or out of duty and obligation because your senior leader told you to? Um something to think about well, i don't want to be in rebellion i don't want to you know i got to get on board i don't want first of all who told you that 
<laughs> That's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. You're feeling manipulation, and a lot of times it's it comes from well-meaning people, or it comes from just the church culture itself, and it's it's well-meaning. Okay, just my word is not very good right there, but. They mean well. Yeah. And and they're doing it to actually help us grow. Yeah. Yet it doesn't cut like but sometimes the our culture has been set over time after we do something multiple times. You can have a family culture, a church culture, um, a state culture. And it's created by doing this like actions over time and often we forget what that might be portraying either to new people or meetings get changed over time is what I'm saying. And you might feel manipulated yeah. and you don't, and they didn't mean to do it, but you have to be able to say no to things and know that that's okay. You don't want to do the fast. That's okay. You do want to do the fast. That's okay. It doesn't matter either way. If you want to fast or don't fast, that's okay. You're not forced to fast. Okay. Nobody's forcing you. God's not forcing you to fast. Right. And I think some people are thinking, well, but didn't Jesus say that whenever the bridegroom is no longer with some, then they will fast? Mm. What do you got to say about that? Yeah. Sorry, I was drinking some water. Okay. <laughs> he did. The The Pharisee said, hey, why are your disciples not fast like my disciples? <laughs> And Jesus is like, well, when the guests or friends of the bridegroom are with them or with the bridegroom, mm -hmm. they don't need to mourn, at least in the version. I think it was, I don't know what version it was, but it says they don't need to mourn. And so basically Jesus is exchanging fasting with mourning. I don't need to mourn either. I got Jesus inside me oh. right now. He sent the Holy Spirit. And yes, there was a time where they would fast again, waiting for Christ to return. And we could use that scripture in regards to like revelation where he's going to come back, come back. Or we could interpret it that he did come back, that he had died and then he did come back. Hmm. And then also he came back again in the upper room. And it's like he came out multiple times and then he sent the Holy Spirit. And I'm thinking Holy Spirit's inside me. Mm -hmm. He's with me. Here's the deal. What do if, I need to If Jesus for? really wasn't with me right now. And I would, I would, I, I would be mourning. Yeah, come on. But exactly. Now that's a sad day. Yeah, that's a super sad day. And and no, God, that that's never going to happen. And I'm separation. And we should be fasting like every day. We should not even eat. We'll just die because Jesus isn't with us. Right. And really, I mean, other New Testament fasting, it's just generally to clear your head and to like be focused. Um, but what if you're already focused? Exactly. What if you're already set apart? Exactly. What if you're already consecrated what if you're already in communion with god what if you're already praying what if you're already in the word exactly why would he call you to a fast and i think generally i feel like the 90 percent is like you feel called to a fast because you're not doing it otherwise correct that's 90 percent of people 90 percent of us believers are called want to quote fast because we know that we're not doing what we should be doing and last year because typically we want to fast in january because we just finished the year right. and we realized that we weren't as close to god as we probably should quote should be so many friends we if we were like we kind of pulled a few friends or here and generally it's like hey this year want to be closer to god it's like guys you're not going to get in closer to god. you're not yeah 
Um, it's good news, though. It sounds like it's not good news. He's inside of you. Exactly. And it, the sooner you wake up to that reality, and or aware of it, mm. it's, it's really good news. Now, there's a 10%, I think, of believers who kill it when it comes to fasting. They are fasting warriors. Yeah. They don't do it to try to, they're not doing it because they don't think that they're loved by God. They don't do it because last year they really failed, you know, um, spiritually speaking. They're not doing it for any of those reasons. They're doing that because they just like to take, like consecrate themselves in a different way. Because there's so many ways that we can encounter God. And one of those ways is fasting. And some people just really enjoy that way to connect with God. And and that's like, you know, it's a very small percentage of people. But and and so like I think about Lou Ingle. I think he like he loved fasting. And he just loves it. He loves fasting. He calls people to fast. He loves it. Yeah. At the same time, I personally believe if I were to I think if I were to have a conversation with him, he would probably encourage me to fast. But I really feel like there's just something on his life that he just he's called to. He loves fasting and he feels called to encourage other people to fast. But I don't think it's ever like a religious thing where it's like um, I need to um, do a better job this year because I didn't do a really good job spiritually last year. I need to move on our behalf. And we're going to do it. We're going to twist God's arm because we fasted. it. Yeah. I think it's more like this is an opportunity yeah. for us to, do, to encounter God in a different way. Yeah. And fasting is something that I like to encounter God. That's the way I like to encounter God. Right. And that's a great place to be because the reality is, is the things that you want to do or you want to see God move, God wants that more than you do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's not pretend that you want this more than God does. Yeah. Let's not pretend that you want healing right. you want revival. Or you want whatever more than God does. You don't. Yeah. You don't want it more than God does. God wants it more than you. And you're not twisting his arm into doing it with a last. I'm sorry. No. I just haven't seen a lot of fruit from that. And if we just look at some of the imagery with Jesus, though. Uh, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Anyone who lets me in, I will come in dying. That's eating. He prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. We're eating. He's preparing a table. He is the bread of life. Like, come on, there's a oh lot my of gosh, I love bread. Right. Please God. Look good. Praise God. He's not like like <laughs> We don't live by bread alone, but every word that comes forth. That smells so good. So there. The smell of bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sorry for just like really you're fasting dreams. I know. Sorry. But anyway, fasting to me, it's like, like, for example, I like to connect with God in the outdoors. Yeah. But not everyone likes that. Yeah. So it's like me basically saying, hey, corporately, we're all going to we're all going to like go hiking for 21 days and we're going to connect with God that way. And we're going to really focus on like prayer and worship as we go hiking. And I think like some people would be on board about it and then others would be like i don't want to do that i don't like hiking yeah and i feel like i know would you not let you like somebody feel guilty if they did want to go on the tour no i wouldn't do that some of you were saying well they're not missing out on a spiritual corporate blessing because yeah we're gonna be on a walk for three weeks first of all i would allow them to have the blessing oh, oh. <laughs> allow it withhold hope it allow it you're gonna just give it i'll be like they get that didn't opt in yeah yeah you can have it too well you can god will bless you too <laughs> so, 
But some of you are thinking hiking wasn't mentioned in the Bible, okay? And I would I would disagree. They didn't use the word hiking, but they sure dang walked a lot of places. Walk. <laughs> so anyway, we just want to encourage you on there's so many ways to connect with God. And our encouragement for you is the very reason why you would fast, there's that that reason is like should be your lifestyle. Like your reason is I want to get closer to God. Well, that's awesome. Um, you should have a lifestyle of that because if you think that fasting, I mean, sure, fasting can supercharge it. Yeah. You know, because you're basically denying a lot of like you're denying yourself, which it's, is a good thing. Ironically, which it's is basically spiritual dieting. You know, we yeah. we go on a diet. You know, it's like, I'm not going to eat sugar for the next week because, you know, things are out of whack. Was there good health benefits to that? Absolutely. Yes. And so you basically end up doing what you know you ought to do normally. And that's basically what it fast is. I know I shouldn't be spending time with God. I know I should be reading more. And I'm going to just give it a label. And now that it's fast, now I feel obligated to do it. And and it's basically a spiritual diet as I'm doing things that I should have already been doing anyways. And... And you know what? If you really want to fast and you really feel called by it, absolutely do it. But here's the deal. Why don't you spend the, you're going to go on a seven-day fast? Sure. Go on a seven-day feast afterward and feast on him. Feast on the finished work of the cross. Yeah. Feast on eat his body. Yeah. Drink his blood, just like you told us to. And and just think about it. Like, which one is more spiritually enriching and enriching and I think I'm positive as a body of Christ, if we would feast on him as much as we fast from things, yeah. instead of yeah. fasting from things, yeah. we would just feast on him, yeah. regardless if we're starving ourselves or not. If we just feast on him, that's really all we got to do. And that's really where we, our hearts should be. Yeah. Uh, and if you need a seven day fast to reorient yourself so that your heart is aligned with that, knock yourself out. Yeah, absolutely. Just like people love um, the act of singing and for the form of worship. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Of worship. It's one form, but I also love dancing. Mm-hmm. I think fasting can be an act of warfare, spiritual warfare, but I also can do an act of spiritual warfare through dancing. And so I think like fasting is just a one tool in the believer's belt. Yeah. It's one tool. It's a powerful tool. It's a supercharged tool. If your heart is right, Yeah. If your heart isn't right, it's doing nothing. It's like a blunt tool, really. You're never going to use that. Bonus question, Rehana. Yeah. Have you ever fasted? I have fasted before. Yeah, exactly. We have I fasted. Same here. I have fasted as well. We have fasted together. Yeah. We have done things um, together. And also the way that people are doing fasting these days where it's not even about food, where you can just basically fast from whatever. Hey, I'm going to fast from video games. Hey, I'm going to fast. Well, in that sense, I fast like every month and yeah. I fast all the time. I'm constant. I'm always feasting on the Lord and abstaining from things that don't bring any fruit in my life. Mm. So if they enter my life, I'm consistently assessing like, is this good for me? So in that sense, I'm fasting all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, that's a that's a great new thought to have. Yeah. When it comes to fasting is that it's like if you know what you ought to do and you don't do it, yeah. Sin. And so if you know you you're playing video games too much or you're watching movies too much, you're on Netflix too much, or you're on social media too much. Or you're saying yes to too many things. Yeah. Um 
yeah, just Chipotle like, scale it back and quote fast. Yeah, that, but that should be a lifestyle. I, I thought and, Christians always fast from sin. Yeah, you know. But, yeah, but we do. We fast from sin. I'm fasting from sinning for a long time. Sometimes I break those fast, but the reality is, is don't think about it. It doesn't come up. It's not an issue. Jesus already defeated it. And so, in conclusion, Jesus did so much for us. Yeah. He's given us so much already. So let's just open up those presents rather than trying to snag a new one from them. You know, try to earn a new present from them. Let's just. Of course, he's so good. Yeah. He'll give those gifts. Still. Still. He's that good. Yep. Thanks for joining us on episode two. We hope to bring you many more episodes in the future. And as always, let's put God first. Have a great day, friends.